0: Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. On today's episode, I'm speaking with Hernando Salada, the CIO at ChenMed and the head of Tech. Hernando, how are you today?
1: Hey, Jared, nice to meet you and thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm
0: excited for, for us to chat. I think we should kick things off. You could tell the audience a little about your background and then we'll talk about uh, some of the topics that we we wanna discuss today.
1: Sure. So I've been in technology 20 plus years now. Um, I've been here at ChenMed for about six years, and I've been in healthcare for six years. So my my career in healthcare has been all here at ChenMed.
0: It's it's really what what you're doing at ChenMed is is super interesting. I've had obviously the opportunity to talk to uh, Dr. Christopher Chen over there on a couple of occasions, and it's it's not every day, right, that you're able to build a business that obviously uh, makes revenue, but also does a lot of good for society. And I put ChenMed in that bucket. Uh, and there's very few that are in that bucket, especially uh, in healthcare, which is kind of crazy to say that, right? But I'm, I'm really excited for us to have the opportunity today to obviously speak with another member of the team. And uh, one of the things I'd really like us to, to dive into out of the gate uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about a lot of topics uh, centered around value-based care today. So let, let's start things off with the uh, initial question being, you know, what role do you think technology plays in driving value-based care outcomes today?
1: Well, so Jared, before we get into technology, I'd actually like to say that in order for value-based care to work, it's, it, it goes beyond technology and probably even before technology. And that's that the the physicians have to have the right mindset and luckily we're starting to see in in the healthcare space that a lot of physicians are now gravitating to value-based care because that's exactly why they join medicine in the first place they want to they want to do right by the world they want to do right by patients and in value-based care they actually get the opportunity to do that and so we have some amazing doctors at chenmed and without them none of this would would work so um, having said that, so once we get past getting amazing doctors and they have the right mindset and they're ready to practice value-based care, that's where technology can really make a pretty cool impact. For example, by making technology easy and creating workflows so that by simply following those workflows, you know how to practice value-based care in the best possible way uh, technology plays a huge role data and artificial intelligence technology plays a, a huge role and, and having that data at the point of care versus looking at some report report after the fact that is uh something that that's at the game changer it can make a huge difference in practicing value-based care medicine it's
0: it's interesting to me because this is a topic that you know we've had people come on the podcast to talk about value-based care and uh, you know, have touched upon some of the parts you were talking about beyond the technology piece, but you're actually the first person, I would say, for like in the CIO role, that's come on the podcast to talk about value-based care, which is super interesting to me because, you know, in order for value-based care to, get, to continue to grow and become more commonplace throughout healthcare, we need the, you know, technology to, to get to, um, to the right point. And it is getting there. One of our uh, close companies we work with is Curation Health, who I know they've they've talked with ChenMed on on numerous occasions, um, so it's interesting to see the tools that they're building to help ad, uh, go after this. But uh, it'll be interesting to to now also learn about ChenMed's technology and how that differs uh, from traditional systems that that use fee for service providers.
1: Used by fee for service providers. No, absolutely, absolutely. So. It is completely different, and and the technology has to be completely different. If you think about what is currently out there and what it was built for, it was built for fee for service. Now, there are some amazing people in fee for service. I just want to get that other way. There's some amazing people trying to do the right thing in fee for service. The system itself, though, as as Dr. Chen has come on your show and, and, and state it, it's broken, it's broken. And evidenced by the fact that out of all of the emerging uh, countries, we spend the most and yet have the worst outcomes, right? And so the incentives are not aligned. And so all of those systems, those prior technological systems were built for that old model, which is a, volu- uh, a, a model of volume and simply referring downstream and completely discoordinated, and and people don't know what is going on with that patient's health because there's so many different parts that are involved. And so in value-based care, technology can really help coordinate that care and bring things together. Value-based care is actually extremely complex. While it sounds simple, okay, you get paid only if the patient does well, super simple concept. But if you really start diving into it, it's complex to practice. And so you need a system that can take things that are extremely complex and make them extremely simple and put them at your fingertips while you're practicing medicine. And so that's what ultimately CTEC, which is the software arm for ChenMed, that's what we do. The other thing is that if you think about a patient's total health, it's not just the clinical care. There's also genetics, which we can't do anything about yet. Um, Social determinants of health, which we do capture that. And uh, we use that in a lot of our our algorithms and AI. And then finally, behaviors. And behaviors is where we feel we can make the greatest amount of impact. If we can make it really simple for our physicians to properly practice value-based care, then everyone wins. Also, if we could influence patients to be participants in their health, then that patient wins, their family wins, ChenMed wins, the entire healthcare ecosystem wins. And so that's what what we try to do at CTEC and at ChenMed from a technology perspective.
0: How, how early on did you think it was important to to kind of separate that into a, a different division or different company. Uh, you know, you, 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 talk about C-Tech, right. Can you give us a little bit more, obviously you, you mentioned a little bit about what it was, but can you give us a quick highlight of maybe why there was a, why there was an understanding that that should be separated, but obviously still associated with ChenMed?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I actually, I can't take credit for that. I think uh, Chris, Chris Chen, you've had him on. He's, he's really a visionary and, um as the ceo of the company years ago he realized that technology was going to be a, a differentiator and i joined the company about six years ago and and together um uh, and collectively with all the great docs and and great executive team that that supports this this mission that we're on um we we've basically been using technology to be that differentiator because it has a compounding effect, right? Like nothing else can you apply, you know, one, one plus one ends up equaling five because of technology. And so uh, it's been a journey, but it happened very early on where someone foresaw that the value-based care um, technology was gonna be a differentiator and, and it's coming to fruition, which is pretty cool. How,
0: how do you envision the technology impacting value-based care you know, as we move into the future?
1: Great question, Jared. So here's the thing. Here's what's so interesting. If you think about all other industries, they are so many light years ahead from a technology perspective compared to healthcare. And, it, and it's so funny. Now, me coming from outside of healthcare and then joining healthcare, I, I really got to experience this, right? Because there's been folks that uh, have been in healthcare their entire lives. And so the first thing I heard was, oh, we we got to keep the data secure. Of course, we have to keep the data secure. Of course, we have to keep patient data secure. But we're able to transfer money. You're able to take money from your account, send it to a complete stranger. So money leaves your account, goes into a complete stranger's account in the most secure fashion. And it happens in literally in seconds, right? Less than a minute, you can transfer it to a complete stranger money. And healthcare, we are so far behind the, the curve in that sense, where literally there's offices that are still faxing each other, right? In in healthcare. And so, um, what I think is going to happen, and you're starting to see this already, is because of consumeriza- consumerization and patient expectations, the patient now knows, hey, wait a second, why can't you guys do this? If I can, if I can transfer money from myself to grandma or whatever, um, or to my kids, why can't we do that same type of thing in healthcare? So I think consumer expectations will help drive a lot of that innovation. Um, the other thing is, so consumerization, the second thing is because of, of COVID now, obviously COVID is, is, uh, created some havoc throughout the world. So um, you know, it's hard for me to say anything positive came from something that, that's been so tragic and has taken so many lives. But having said that, um, the one thing that has come of it is that it has really accelerated technology at the forefront of healthcare. And, and they've been trying, the, this industry has been trying to implement telehealth for, for decades now, and it hasn't happened. And, and literally in one false swoop, the entire company, uh, country rather, was on telehealth and, and company for us as well. And um, the other area is, I think, wearables will be big, and specifically because the amount of data, the more data that you have, the better that you can treat a patient. The the more information you have about them as a clinician, and just the more informed you are, obviously, the the better the care plan that you can put together. So I think wearables will be huge in the future, the watches and and all the stuff that you can take home with you. And then finally, augmented intelligence. And if you notice, I didn't say um, artificial intelligence, I called it augmented intelligence. And that's because I still believe that at the end of the day, a physician needs to make the call. But if you give them all of this great, all of these great insights, all of this great data, not just raw data that they have to sift through, but you put it together for them and you make it extremely simple while they're with the patient, that is very powerful.
0: Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how how things continue to progress, but definitely the pandemic was definitely an accelerant of just telehealth. And I think even parts of like value-based care, honestly, like it, I always you know heard a lot about value-based care over the last couple of years but over the last six months i've probably heard more than the last couple of years combined <laughs> um it's 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 becoming to be not just the you know the best pathway but like the cool <laughs> the cool pathway now too and definitely the hot topic uh at the moment i've seen more associations start up around value-based care and uh, i think every company in healthcare is trying to see how can they incorporate if not, you know, all the parts of value-based care, at least parts of it in the, in the,
1: you know, immediate. Yeah, I think, honestly, Jared, I think ChenMed has had a, a big, really a significant part of making that happen because it's scary. You're taking full risk. And what, what I mean by that is, if you make it work within a certain amount of dollars, then you can win. And if you don't make it work, then you lose really badly. And the only way to make it work is by having great docs who are extremely proactive in, in their patients' care. And so having a company like ChenMed that for years now consistently has proven that you can do both, right? What a, what a concept, what a crazy concept. You can actually make sure that patients are doing better and you're extending their lives for, for the patient, for their family members, for their caregivers. So everyone wins from that perspective. Um, and then you can also do right by the system where you're not just making everything as costly as possible, you could still be profitable without having to, you know, without having to basically try to suck the lifeblood, if you would, out out of the system. It's crazy that uh, our total GDP in the United States is for uh, healthcare is like almost 20% of our total GDP in the United States, right? So you would think that we have the best outcomes, yet we don't. So I think what people are recognizing is that Value-based care is here to stay, it makes sense, it works, and so it's the it's logical approach versus in any other, no, under, no other industry can you just go in and uh, pay for something and you have no idea what you're going to get in return. And unfortunately, healthcare has been like that for many, many years. And, and finally, I'm glad that you're, you're mentioning that and that you're seeing that as well, that finally this is taking hold and people are realizing that, yes, it can be done.
0: And for the record, too, you know how we always say sometimes when things start up, oh, they just, uh, that, that happened too early, right? People weren't ready for it. Value-based care is something that there wasn't, uh, in my mind, a too early point, right? Like it, it made sense the minute it was explained to me the first time. I, I just think, uh, it, I think it was as Dr. Chenna said and other guests have said too, uh, value-based care is not something that like the medical students, the fellows, the residents, that is really instilled in them early on. So there, there, are some. There, you know, originally there were some barriers to kind of move past that. But you're starting to see more and more people discuss value-based care on a, a you know, a daily and just part of their everyday, uh, like business growth. How are they going to address certain areas of their company? But super interesting what you're doing at ChenMed. I'm glad that uh, you and your team have been fans of value-based care from day one. Uh, before we we start to wrap up here, I do have another question around uh, some of the things you're doing at ChenMed. And it really focuses in on what what are you or, or how do you and your team basically establish the strong relationships with your stakeholders that ultimately drives business value?
1: Yeah, so, so you know, first we'll define business value for us. Um, we, we feel that we have a moral responsibility to take this model out to more seniors. And we literally have communities that call us up and ask, when can you come out to to our city, right? So from a growth perspective, we're growing very rapidly, which is extremely exciting. Um, so one of our goals is a to try to take this uh, this this model out to as many seniors in the country as is possible, and um, b to ensure that the seniors that we have with us get the best possible care that we can that we can give them, right? So those are the two goals. And so then you asked, okay, so how does how does the technology organization align to those goals? Well, in order to improve the model, you have to understand the model. So one of the first things that I tell the technologists coming into the organization is you have to learn our business. You have to learn value-based care. So that's the first thing. you got to get in there. You have to be a business partner. Being an order taker isn't good enough. And then also the organization has to have the right mindset and understand that just the the days of just let's just hand this to the technology organization and then let us know when it's done that doesn't work that doesn't work the the physicians have to be embedded in the process otherwise technologists are going to build something that may or may not be fit for purpose i'll give you a perfect example if you asked a mail carrier in the early 1900s uh what do you need and that's all you asked what do you need what do you need to make your job better they would probably say a faster horse right? And so the technologists, what they can bring is the art of the possible. They know that it's possible to actually build a vehicle that helps you deliver mail from station to station and not need a horse at all. Um, But before the business stakeholder trusts you, before they're willing to listen, you have to understand their business. You have to get in there. That's what builds the relationship. That's what builds trust. And then together, collectively, business stakeholder from a clinical perspective, technology person from the art of the possible, that's how you create some amazing tech that will fit the need of our patients. Well,
0: it'll be interesting to see how, you know, obviously, companies like ChenMed and GenMed itself continue to provide value to, uh, to all stakeholders, but also to, to see the continued growth of value-based care. And I got to tell you, Hernando. I hope uh, we're able to have you come on uh, again real soon to, to kind of cover some, some other areas, uh, you know, specifically around technology and value-based care, but uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with you and uh, can't wait to have you on again soon.
1: Excellent. All right. Thanks for having me, Jared. Take care.